you all so much. Thank you, Betty. Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord with the people of God to worship God, to worship God together? We miss so many today, but we're so delighted that, that you're here today. Just a reminder, no service Wednesday night, and um, uh, there's no Bible study at Burl Saturday. That will resume uh, on the 9th of January. January 2nd, uh, which is next Sunday night, we'll be showing the movie Sabina here, and probably downstairs. It's a two-hour film. Uh, it's the extended life. Even when Richard and Sabina Wormbrand were unsaved, and uh, it's, it's quite, a, quite a great movie. The last 20, 30 minutes of it are very impacting. Come, bring your popcorn with you, and uh, maybe somebody will have um, uh, some good old Diet Coke to drink. No, that's not good. Um, <laughs> stevia, there you go, yes, Stevia, there you go. On uh, January the 9th, Saturday morning uh, at Burroughs, we're going to begin uh, a fresh study of the book of Revelation. And uh, we're really starting to live it. There's many things I would like to say about that, but we'll save it. Uh, Just an invitation uh, to join us at 9 o'clock over at Burroughs um, on that day. With that said, with the songs that have been sung with all that you've done and shared this morning, let's go to the book of Revelation, and let's go to chapter 19. And I want to leave you with some words of encouragement today and challenge. Revelation chapter 19. And I don't know if they can get it on the screen or not. It's not going to happen. It's up there, but you can't see it. I like for us on the screen to all be on the same page, but that's... The way it is today, and that's fine. That's all right. Revelation 19. Are you all there? Wait a minute. Anybody excited about being there? You say, well, I'm not sure. Depends on what you're going to say in Revelation. (laughs) You know, it's very interesting because we all have special days that we remember, unique days that uh, we look forward to or that are special to us. And, it, of course, it could be your birthday. Uh, it, could be a, it could be an anniversary. Uh, it could be one of the holidays. I know we have, with great anticipation, as you have, getting with your family and looking forward to the day when you all got together to celebrate Christmas, the birth of the Lord, worship together and give presents and etc. Always looking forward to those days. It's amazing to me how quickly they come. Um, uh, anniversaries. Uh, first Sunday of May, I will be here 35 years, which is just y'all put up with me that long, and I don't. I'm just thank God for His mercy. <laughs> you know, other days you you think about. I thought about the days of when some of my relatives would pass. I, I thought about the day when my mom would pass. I didn't know when that would be. Um, two and a half, almost three years ago now. But, you know, the day came. We experienced the experience. We went through that, etc. You know, did all that. Um, uh, I thought about the day Dad graduates to glory. Not rushing anything at all. 
you know, what I will say, what will we preach, what will we do. And, you know, that you, there's just so many different things that you think about that are special to you, that mean something to you. Uh, and it, it's amazing to me how, again, how quickly they, they come. And, um, and they could be six months away, and six months is nothing. And uh, I remember being dropped off at Bible College, and I thought, I've got to be here for four years. And uh, that's not exactly how I said it, but to myself, I said, you know, four years, it's going to be four long years. And, you know, and it went by just like that, and I actually went five. Because <laughs> um, I graduated with Rhoda, uh, she was a year behind me, and, and just came and gone like that. Well, I want to talk, talk with us today on this subject, The Time Came. The time came. So, in Revelation 19, uh, here's these words, and it says, verse 11, and it says, I saw, I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True. Now, we've seen, we've seen the Lord before on, on a creature, on a beast of burden coming into the city. Can I announce to you today what he did when he came into Jerusalem at the presentation of himself? He, he came to Jerusalem that first time on that donkey, and he came to present himself to Jerusalem as the king on that day. Can I announce to you that that was not his triumphal entry? He wept, he broke, he, his spirit, he was dispirited at what he saw and what he heard. He cried and he wept. He prayed over the city of Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, if you had known that this was your day of visitation, your day of peace, if you would have known. That was not his triumphal entry, but can I announce to you what you're reading here, Revelation 19, verse 11. This is his triumphal entry. This is it. He's no longer riding on a donkey. He's now riding on a white horse, which is what conquerors and victors rode on. And here he is. We see him today. We see him coming. And we see him in this text on a white horse. And his name, he is called what? What's he called? Everybody together, he's called? He's called Faithful. Faithful. You know what? That's my, my faith today is in the faithful one. Hello? I know God wants me to be faithful, but he's a whole lot more faithful than I am. And my faith is in the faithful one. How about you today? His name is Faithful. And what's also, his name is Faithful and True. He is true. I found out because I, was, I, I teach what truth really is. And truth, according to the Greek mindset, is, is truth is that which corresponds to reality. Okay? That which corresponds to reality. Let me ask you today. Are you walking in reality? Or are you in some fantasy world? Truth. Walking according to that which is real. But then I found out from the Hebrew mindset that it means something completely completely from a different angle. From the Greek mindset, it means that. From a Hebrew mindset, it means that God is a reliable God. Truth means reliability. And God is true to his covenant. God is true to his word. And God, here he is, faithful and reliable. Hello. That's his name today. He is true. True to reality. He is true. 
He is reliable. So we see him on this white horse. He who sat on it is called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he's going to do two things. In righteousness, he's going to do what? Going to judge. He judges and he also does what? Wages war. Now, this is not the meek, mild Jesus. You, this is not the one who will not break a, you know, will not put his fingers on the wick of a smoldering wick and put it out the rest of the way. Would not, not, wouldn't bruise a reed, you know, wouldn't bend it or break it. Oh, no, 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 no. The, the Jesus that's coming this time, he's going to judge and he is going to wage war. We serve a warrior king and he's on his way. We saw him, we see him sitting on a white horse. His name is called Faithful and True. In righteousness, in complete, absolute justice, he's going to judge and he's going to wage war. It says his eyes are a flame of fire. Now, can you stop and imagine that? That just simply means he's got life in him because he is life. Can I look into your eyes and see the spark of life? <laughs> Let me look into your eyes. Do I see the spark of life? And then there's other times where it says, you've heard people say, well, he's got fire in his eyes. Y'all ever heard that? he got fire in his eyes. Oh, we do have it up there, praise the Lord. Uh, and so here he is, not only has life within him, but here he is coming to judge all the unholiness in all of the world, and he will do it righteously. His eyes are a flame of fire. On his head are many diadems. Many crowns crown him with many crowns, the Lamb upon his throne. Look how the heavenly anthem drowns all music but its own. Awake my soul and sing to him who died for thee, and hail him as thy matchless king through all eternity. There were some good hymns in the past. <laughs> Crown him with many crowns, and we're going to see him, whether you crown him or not with many crowns, he has many crowns on his head. That just means he's Lord of all. Every region, every, every agency, every aspect of life that you can think about, he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. He's even Lord over those who are dead. He died, and he rose again, which makes him Lord, not only over death, but over all the dead, let alone the living. Shout and say amen right there. <laughs> Think about this. He is, we see him. His eyes are as a flame of fire. On his head are many diadems, many crowns. And he has a name written on him which no one knows except himself. Can I tell you there are aspects about the Lord Jesus Christ that you can learn from the scripture and how rich and wonderful it is. But there are things because the Bible says in the Psalms somewhere, forget right, right off that that. That his knowledge is infinite. Infinite knowledge. His knowledge is understanding. You can't, there's, once you get to the end of it, there's another whole batch more to, 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 yeah, you got it. Um, to comprehend. There are aspects about him we don't even know in his greatness and majesty. And he has a name that no one knows except he, him, himself. And then it says, that he, in verse 13, that he is clothed in a robe. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood. Can I tell you, my friends, that's not his blood. He's coming to wage war. He has a robe that's dipped in blood, and his name is called. Can y'all see that? 
He is the Word of God. He's the idea of God, the concept of God, the thoughts of God, the expressions of God. He's the very exact representation of God. He is the Word of the living God. Here it is. His name is called the Word of God. Verse 14, And the armies which are in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. We know from a previous verse that these are the righteous acts of the saints. The armies were following him on white horses. And this is where you shout to the Lord. Is anybody here in the Lord's army? Wow, all five of you. That's great. Oh, we're going to have a great altar call today. (laughs) Anybody here in the Lord's army? I learned it when I was a kid. I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never zoom o'er the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I'm in the Lord's army. I'm in the Lord's army. <laughs> may never do more the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. Has it been that long? <laughs> you know what I love that? Those who are following him now, we're going to get to follow him then. And I'm just telling you, this is, this is so thrilling right here. And the armies which are in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, we're following him. And guess what? We're riding. Come on. (laughs) My granddaughter's learning how to ride a horse. She goes to special ranches for classes to learn how to ride a horse. If I don't know that I could ever ride a horse, but one day you're going to watch me ride a horse. Come on. (laughs) We're all going to be riding on these white horses. And then it says in verse 15, from his mouth comes a sharp sword. Now picture that. This is symbolism here, of course. From his mouth comes a sharp sword, so that with it he may strike down the nations. And he is going to rule them. The Greek word there is actually shepherd. He's going to shepherd them. But he's going to do it with a rod of iron. Unbendable authority. Unbreakable. (laughs) What he says is going to go. Is going to happen. And here it is, and he treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God, the Almighty. Now, if you went back a few chapters and went to chapter 15, you would see there that there's an angel who has a sickle. And he cuts it, throws, he's told to throw in the sickle. And he throws it into the, the vine of the earth. And he, he, he cuts all of the clusters of grapes because they are, they are so full of juice and they're ready. And they are ready. And the angel takes them and throws them into the wine press. Y'all have seen the old Lucy show, you know, where Lucy's in there. You know, he, she's in the wine thing, stomping it. Y'all seen that? Anybody here? I don't know about the young people, but, you know, remember that one? You know, and it's splashing up all over and grapes everywhere and all that, you know. That's what we're talking about here. The Lord steps in the wine, except there ain't no funny business with this one. Ain't no funny business. Because you read in chapter 15 of the book of Revelation that the blood, there's going to be so much blood. Those of you familiar with the scriptures are are going to know this. There's going to be so much blood, it's going to reach up to the horses' bridles. It's going to reach up to the nostrils of horses. And it's going to flow for up to 180 miles. My Lord ain't kidding. My Lord ain't playing, he ain't playing around. There's a day of vengeance of our God. And he's going to avenge the blood of all his saints. He's going to avenge the blood of all his prophets. 
He's going to avenge the blood on Babylon and this whole wicked system here. I want you to be encouraged today because God's got our back. Hello? Hello? And even so, we know that many of our brethren around the world are dying for the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is still caring for them. He's going to bring vengeance on their, on people. He's going, to, he's going to bring vengeance on this wicked system down here because of the blood of His dear children. Come on. Come on. It'd be absolute justice, absolute rightness in that. And I'm telling you a message today. I know we're familiar with it here, but you know most churches aren't preaching what I'm telling you today. Most churches do not preach on the coming of the Lord, or they do not preach on, what, on the wrath of God to come, or that side of God that needs to be understood. I, I got to tell you, when I grew up, I understood my father's wrath. I understood, you know, I had, a, I still, yeah. I've told you too many stories, you know. You know, when I got in trouble at church and everything, and, you know, and he, I was going to get it at home, and I went home and put on eight pairs of underwear because I knew I was going to get it. And I got it. The time came. The day. <laughs> the moment. Uh, uh, but I knew he loved me. And that's the way our God is. Loves the whole world. But he ain't going to put up with defiance against him and rebellion against him. And the blood will flow. And it says here that he's going to rule them with a rod of iron and he treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God, the Almighty. And y'all read verse 16. Ready? And on his robe. King of kings and Lord of lords. And I was reading from a a Messianic Jewish writer, and they talk about how from their perspective it's called King of Kings of Kings. Lord of Lords of Lords. Whoa! Think about this, whom we serve. Well, then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried out with a loud voice saying, To all the birds which fly in mid-heaven. What did he cry out? What did they cry out? Come, say it, what? Assemble. So that you can eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of commanders and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of those who sit on those horses and the flesh of all men, both free men and slaves, small and great. Now he's quoting from the prophets. He didn't make this up. Of course, he gets this from the Holy Spirit. But the prophets had already said this. And it's all there. There is going to be so much blood, so much carnage that he's going to have to have millions of birds come to the, to the land of Israel. And they are going to eat the flesh. And they're going to suck up the blood these vultures are. There's going to be so much of it. Come to my supper, he says. And the beast was seized within the false prophet who performed the signs. Oh, by the way, verse 19. And I saw the beast... That, that's the governmental, by the way, the beast is this last governmental system that's being put into place right now. It's called the Great Reset. You know, this morning I read Psalm 2, and I went back, and it says, Why are the nations in an uproar? Why do the heathen rage? Why is this, you know, why are they? And they are saying right now what is recorded in Psalm 2 in the first couple of verses. Let us break their fetters off of us, their chains, their shackles off of us saying this to God and His Son. Let us break their fetters off of us and cut their cords asunder. And the great reset that is happening right now is all about doing away with God and implementing the secular human system in this world. And it's all happening. 
and they're using the pandemic to do it. Come on. The state of New York is, there's a law in the state assembly of New York right now that if you don't go and get your vaccines plus your booster, which they're totally redefining this stuff all the time, then they will have the authority to indefinitely intern you. That's in the state legislature right now in New York. This whole system that's being put together right now by the Great Reset and the World Economic Forum, and there will be a man rise. We know him as Antichrist. You've seen the picture of that new beast thing they got out front of the world, United Nations now. Have you seen that thing? I can't stray off too far here. And I saw the beast. By the Roman government was a beast. The Persian government was a beast. The way they treated people and maligned and murdered and slaughtered the Israelites. The Grecian Empire was a beast. The Babylonian Empire was a beast. And this thing that's forming now is a beast. And if you're in Sweden, you've got to get a chip in your hand. Come on. Come on. And it ain't going to stay just in Sweden. And they're putting it all together. He said, I saw the beast and the kings of the earth. And their armies were what? Assembled to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. Y'all read this. This is good news. What's the next line? And the beast was seized. And with him the false prophet who performed the signs in his presence by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast. Those who had worshipped his image. By the way, you're going to worship something. Everybody, we're all going to worship. We're going to worship some image. And here's what it says. These two were thrown into the lake of fire with birds of brimstone, and, and the rest were killed with the sword which came from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with their flesh. And I just can't believe you're not up, splitting your britches, running around all over the place at this good news. I know in your heart you are. <laughs> you're exhausted from your Christmas activity. All right. Hang in there. You've got to go to Zechariah. Here's what Zechariah says. Chapter 14, this great prophet, Zechariah 14. How many of you love the Word of God? Here it is. He said, Behold, a day is coming for the Lord when the spoil taken from you will be divided among you. Now we'll get to that. We'll get to that in just a moment. And here's what it says. For God says to the prophet Zechariah, by the way, they murdered him between the temple and the altar. They killed this prophet. And God's coming back to avenge his blood. And here's what it says. For I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem to battle. This is all future, by the way. And the city will be captured. There's a lot of things I don't know that's going to happen in the future, but there are some things I do know that's going to happen. And I can tell you right now, Jerusalem is going to be captured. And it ain't going to be pretty. Have you seen these drones, these, these, these things that Iran is sending all over the world? They're sending them to Venezuela. They're sending them to, uh, that means they can attack the U.S. They're sending them to Middle East nations. They're sending them everywhere. They've got arsenals on them. They've got weapons. They've got surveillance. They've got all kinds of things. And, and they look like little mini airplanes. Clouds of them. 
For I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem to battle. The city will be captured. Houses will be plundered. Houses will be plundered. Y'all read the next line. The... I can't comprehend this. Except I know that when, when the Russians came in and took over Berlin and Germany, they raped two million German women. Are you, are you listening? I'm telling you, when the nations are gathered around and they're gathered to Jerusalem, they are going to ravish the women. This is future. Their houses are going to be plundered. Women are going to be ravished. Half of the city is going to be exiled. But the rest of the people will not be cut off from the city. Next verse says this. Y'all say, y'all say that first word. Now, now, now put a little gusto in it. Ready? Then the Lord will go forth, Revelation 19, and fight against those nations as when he fights on a day of battle. Come on. Come on. In that day, say those three words. Ready? In that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which is in front of Jerusalem, on the east. Can I, can I give you some good news? We have, we have been beholding the king all month long. We beheld him in Bethlehem. Where is he who was born king of the Jews? Man, that stirred up that area. Come on. We beheld him in Bethlehem. The next week, though, we beheld him in Jerusalem as he presented himself as king. Last week, we beheld him. We beheld him. We behold him today in the heavenly realms. And can I tell you something? Right now, he is. The Father has given us his Holy Spirit. And through his Holy Spirit, the Lord, right now today, he is ordering things to happen through his Holy Spirit through your life. Any amens out there? That's what's going on right now. Not only is the Lord interceding for us when we appeal to him for forgiveness, but I got to tell you, he's, by his Holy Spirit, he is pouring forth of his Holy Spirit. And that's what's even going on today. But on that day, we're not going to see him in Bethlehem, necessarily in Jerusalem, or in the heavenlies, we are going to be him on the earth. Shout to the Lord. He left on Mount Zion, I mean on, on the Mount of Olives, and he's going to return to the Mount of Olives on the east of Jerusalem. And in that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which is in front of Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives will be split in its middle from east to west by a very, and it'll be a very large valley so that half of the mountain will move toward the north and the other half toward the south. I've seen this mountain. I've seen this hill. I've been to Jerusalem. And this thing's going to, when the Lord, let me tell you, when the Lord comes and touches your life, there is a difference. There's a shaking going on in your life. Something's going to happen. And when he touches down right there, there's this split that's going to happen so that half of the mountain is going to move toward the north. The other half of the mountains go to move toward the south. See the Lord, the loves Lord. I'm so tired. The love Lord, the Lord, the Lord loves. The Lord, the Lord loves the north, just like He loves the south. 
the, love, the Lord loves the south, just like he loves the north. <laughs> I'm all right. Uh, and he's telling, he's telling Israel, you're going to flee. He's telling these citizens of Jerusalem. Does anybody here believe what I'm saying today? Do you believe this book? I'm telling you something that's going to happen, and it's going to happen not in the very far future. You will flee by the valley of my mountains, for the valley of the mountains will reach to Ezel. And I don't know exactly where that's at. Yes, you will flee just as you fled before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah the king, and you'd have to go back and study that. Then the Lord my God will come. Then the Lord my God will come. And, and, and what's the next line? Is that? Thank you. All the holy ones means his angels, but it also means all of us who are dressed in this linen, fine linen, white and clean, riding on horses. Oh, my soul. The armies of the Lord. And in that day, so y'all say verse 6, what are the first three words? There it is again. In that day, can I tell you something? There will be no light. There will be no light. The luminaries will dwindle, speaking of the stars in the sky. And then it says, for it will be a... You all have special days in your lives? Unique days? There's a unique day coming. There's a day that's unlike any other day. It will be a unique day, which is known to the Lord. It, will be, it won't be day. It won't be night. It will come about that at evening there will be light. And in first four words, verse 8, ready? And in that day, guess what? Living waters will flow out of Jerusalem. Half of them are going to flow toward the eastern sea. That's the Dead Sea. The other half are going to flow toward the western sea. That's the Mediterranean. And it will, it will be the same in summer as it, it will be in winter. And y'all read verse 9. Here we go. Ready? And the Lord. Shout to the Lord of the earth, let us sing. Praise to the King. Mountains bow down and the seas will roar at the sound of your name. I sing for joy, works of thy hands. Forever I'll love you, forever I'll stand. Compares to the promise I have in you. I want you to be encouraged today. I want you to keep your focus on, a, on that unique day that's coming. When the King of Kings will come. Let me just read this for you. Look, it's only been 30 minutes, I get 40, okay? Now, this will be the plague. Oh, the people, oh, I, I'm sorry, step down. All the land's going to be changed into a plain. So if you know anything about the topography of Israel, it's going to be changed into a plain. Uh, skip on down to verse 11. 
Uh, people will live in it. There will no longer be a curse. Shout to the Lord. Jerusalem's going to dwell in security. Shout to the Lord. Now, this will be the plague which the Lord will strike all the peoples who have gone to war against Jerusalem. <laughs> oh, my. Let me see here. Their flesh will rot while they stand on their feet. Their eyes will rot in their sockets. And their tongue will rot in their mouth. No wonder it's going to take a lot of birds. They're going to suck up a lot of blood. They're going to eat a lot of rotten flesh. It will come about, verse 13, it will come about what? In that day. Y'all say that, ready? In that day. There will be a great panic from the Lord. It will fall on them. They will seize one another's hand, and the hand of one will be lifted up against the hand of another. By the way, is the Lord just in all of this? Come on. It's just like I was telling the group the other day, even on Saturday Night Live the other night, they actually, not this, not last night, but I think it was the last, uh, week before, two weeks ago, they actually mocked the manger scene, the birth of Christ, the whole thing. They, they just, they scoffed and mocked it and made fun of it on national, international television. Judah also will fight at Jerusalem. And here it is. This goes back to verse uh, 1. It says, because God said, I'm going to bring the spoil and I'm going to, what's been taken from you, and I'm going to, I'm going to bring the spoil back to you. And he says this, uh, and the wealth of all the surrounding nations will be gathered gold and silver and garments in great abundance. And he's going, he's going to give it to the people of God. I know this was a while before the younger people here realized, but you do know that the Jews during the Holocaust, they took the gold out of their teeth. They cut their hair and put it in a special place. They took their spectacles. They took all their jewelry and piled it up in a special place. And this wasn't costume jewelry. They took all their clothes. They took their shoes. And they put them all, put all their hats over there, shoes over there, hair over there, gold teeth over there, all the jewelry over there. They, and they just... They strip those people. They're still finding treasures of the Jews in various places all over the world that were taken by the Nazis, and they're trying to return them to families that they need to be returned to. But they're not just doing that to Jewish people. They're doing that to God's people. Come on, all, all over Taking their titles away, taking their jobs away, taking their security away, taking their provision away, taking this, that, that and that away. I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to yell. He could have restored you. Think of me. All the spoil that they have taken, I'm going to come and I'm going to. I'm going to bless my children with it. Come on. So also like this plague will be the plague on the horse, the mule, the camel, the donkey, and all the cattle that will be in those camps. 
No wonder he's going to need a lot of birds. <laughs> going to need a lot of birds. Okay, one last place. Revelation. Revelation chapter 11. Oh, can you take any more? Yes! The king is coming, the king is coming. Revelation 11. Yeah, verse 15. You ready for this? Then the seventh angel sounded. I didn't even practice this. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't do this. The seventh angel sounded his trumpet. The seventh trumpet. And here's what it says. And there were loud voices in heaven saying, What were they saying? All the loud voices. What were they saying? He will what? Boy, you got to keep your focus. No matter what you go through here in this life, no matter what happens next year, no matter what's going to happen in the next few years, whatever, we got to keep our focus on the main thing. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and He's coming! And he will reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders. Now these, you know that in the priesthood of, of David, when David set up the priesthood in his day of reign, there were 24 divisions of the priesthood. And that's what the pri- those 24 elders represent. And those, the priesthood, what do they do? Who sit on thrones before God. They fell on their faces and they worship God saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God the Almighty. Who are and who were. You were because you have taken your great power. And you all say it ready. And have begun to reign. And then it says, and the nations were enraged. And they're mad right now. They're mad. By the way, in this bill that Joe Manchin just said he was not going to vote for. This bill in Congress. Do you know there's provision? By the way, they're not going to... Just because he's not going to vote for it doesn't mean they're going to not stop, not keep bringing it up over and over again in different smaller versions. Unless, unless every church goes along with their definition of LGBTQ, every church school, every every church kindergarten, every church kindergarten and every church preschool will be shut down in America. It's in the bill. Are you listening? It's not just about money here or money there, as awful as that is. There's some mean things in this bill. I'm telling you right now, the nations were enraged. And you all say it ready? Your wrath came, and the time came. That's it. I know, it's like Christmas Day finally got here. Your birthday finally gets here. Your anniversary finally gets here. I'm telling you, the time is coming. The time came for the dead to be judged. That means people who are alive today, but they're dead. They're dead in their trespasses and sins. The time came for the dead to be judged, and the time came to reward your bondservants, the prophets, and the saints, and those who fear your name. And does that include anybody here? (laughs) He's going to reward you. He's got rewards for you. Oh, I love this. The small and the great, and he's going to destroy those who destroy 
the earth. Which this climate change stuff is madness. The trees and the plants need all this carbon dioxide and everything else to breathe. And they suck that in, they bring us, they give out air. Anybody like that? And they thrive. Oh, this is my environmental sermon right here. And they give. And from what I understand, the world needs 1,600 parts per million of this carbon dioxide for the plants to thrive. And we're now down to only 400 million parts, four times less. And they want to reduce it to 150. You know what happens? Or they want to reduce it. You know when it gets down to 150? Nothing lives. And they're using climate change to control the world. God's going to destroy those who destroy the earth. Ready for the king. I can hear the chariots ring. I can see the marching throng. And the flurry of God's trumpet spells the end of sin and wrong. Regal robes are now unfolding. Heaven's grandstands all in place. Heaven's choirs are all assembled. And they start to sing what amazing grace. The king is coming. The king is coming. I just heard trumpets sounding, and soon his face I'll see. The king is coming. The king is coming. Praise God. He's coming for me. Number one, if you ain't ready. Now that's good, Southern Redneck. If you ain't ready. The idea is, put all your faith in Christ, turn to God through Christ, give Him your all, say, Lord, I'm yours, and do it today. If you do know Him, mm, draw near, draw near, look up, be encouraged. Anyway, I really don't want to quit, but we're all faded. pray for you. This is our last service of this year. Let's stand to our feet.